two things have been proven just recently. First, Kanye West is a Christian. We're going to get into that. And also, Epstein didn't kill himself. we got to talk about all that and more on today's Peck Report. Hey, everybody. Hope that you are having a good week. It has been a crazy week uh, at the uh, at the Peck household. So for those of you who have been following the story, my son, Nathan, he has he has cancer. Um, he's had it for a few months now. He, well, he's in remission now, so technically he doesn't have cancer anymore, but he's still at risk. So they have to give him treatments for a few more years. Uh, and uh, he, he was recently... Um, in the hospital. He actually just came home today, praise God, but he was recently in the hospital. uh, And for those of you who follow Nathan's journey on Facebook, then you know the whole story. I don't want to rehash it here, but basically he was given a flu shot and uh, we didn't want him to have it. We were told it was mandatory. So we're going to be looking into getting a religious exemption for many future flu shots because we were just not into that and it well it it made him really sick and he was in the hospital for five days or a week or something like that um all 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 the past few days have kind of run together i've uh, I've lost a lot of sleep i haven't been recording as much uh because of it and there's been a lot of things going on that that we need to talk about on peck report but yeah it's just been uh it's been a crazy time but for those who uh are following it who have been following and praying thank you so much nathan is back home now he was able to uh come back home from the hospital so he's he's with us and we're extremely happy he's excited to be back um and so we're just uh you know praying over this whole situation that this won't happen again and you know we're gonna we're gonna see to it that it doesn't so uh, but he, he's doing good. We Now, because of this, anytime these things happen, there's a whole bunch of new expenses that come out. Uh, and so we started, a, we started a new GoFundMe because we, we reached the goal of the last one when we first found out that Nathan uh, had cancer. So this is a few months ago. We reached that goal, but you know, we didn't know, I mean, it was all brand new to us, so we didn't really know everything that was going to be included. Uh, and it turns out it's actually very, very expensive. So, um, we started a new GoFundMe and you can find that in the link in the description. Uh, and it's for Nathan's medical expenses and things that he's, he's going to need. Uh, and so that, that would be, that would really be a big help if you could help out Nathan, uh, in that way. Also any donations that come through to dailyrenegade.com slash donate, um, any donations that come through there, they go to Nathan. So, uh, we, we've actually been putting a pause on progress with daily renegade because we've had to take care of Nathan. So, uh, if you've noticed there haven't, there hasn't been a lot of progress on the daily renegade website. Um, we're kind of in this weird catch 22 thing right now. What, what we need is more funding for the website. So we need more people to sign up and become members, which if you want to do, you can do that at dailyrenegade.com, become a member today. Uh, but we need, we need that in order to fund the progress of the website, but in order to, uh, you know, convince people to come and be a member, we need to make progress on the website. So we're kind of in this weird limbo stage right now. Uh, but we, um, we're, 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 we're kind of slowing down a little bit, but we haven't stopped. So we're, we're making progress. It's just a little slower than, than I would have liked, but you know, again, you never know what life's going to throw at you. So when all this stuff comes up, sometimes that happens, but it by no means it, it by, it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that we are, we're stopping or we're remaining stagnant. We are making progress. It's just very 
slow right now. So please keep Daily Renegade in prayer. Uh, please sign up and be a member if you haven't already. The $100 a year uh, membership is the best one to get instead of the $10 a month, though you can do either uh, because... Uh, if you do the $100 a year, then you get two months for free and you don't have to think about another payment for another year. Also, if you follow me on Patreon, uh, that is awesome. But I would much rather, and it's a better value to you, uh, if you cancel your Patreon, uh, if you're if you're a $10 member, cancel that and just go sign up uh, at dailyrenegade.com. And then you'll have access to a lot more things that we can't put on Patreon. Uh, Patreon is going to be, my, my Patreon page, it's going to be changing uh, as soon as I can deal with it, <laughs> but it's going to be changing and we're going to make it all about Nathan. Uh, you'll still have the same types of rewards for tiers. You know, you'll still get the eBooks and things like that. Uh, but we're going to, we're going to make it for uh, Nathan in the very near future. So um, you can still, by all means, you can still support us on Patreon if you want, but if you specifically want to support uh, Daily Renegade, just go to dailyrenegade.com and become a member. Okay. So we got a lot to talk about and I don't want to waste any more time. Not that that was a waste of time, but um, you know, probably according to the title you wanted to hear about Kanye and Jeffrey Epstein. So we're going to talk about that. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I was deciding, I was trying to decide which, which one of these to make for public and which to make for, uh, members only, because as, as you know, what we do is, uh, for, for Peck report, for most of our shows at daily renegade, we'll give, uh, basically like half of the show, uh, for free. And then the rest of the half is paid content. So really there is, there's a full video and you get, you get like half of it as a free preview. You know, when you watch like a movie preview or something, you get a couple minutes free of the movie to see if you want to watch the whole movie. It's kind of like that, but we give you a lot more. Uh, we give you basically half the show. And I think, I think every one of our shows does that. We have about close to a dozen original shows that you can only find on dailyrenegade.com, uh, but we give free previews out on YouTube and everywhere else that will allow us to. Uh, but I, w I was thinking about how to, you know, which, which one to make for public and which one to make for private. It. And I, I think I think we're going to do the Kanye one for public and then we'll we'll talk about Epstein a little bit later. Um, but uh, for those of you who follow me on Facebook, I actually already did put up a preliminary uh, review of Kanye West's new album. Uh, so in case you missed it, I, I'll, I'll read you the post. I said, um, I have now listened to Kanye West's new album, Jesus is King, about 20 times. I wanted to wait until I could really get into the nuances of the lyrics and fully understand the skill behind the music before I offered my detailed review of the album. I feel like I'm finally prepared to do just that. So after hours of study, thought, and prayer, here are my thoughts. Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> So those of you who spend any time on Facebook or, or any time online at all, you'll, you'll, you'll be familiar with these uh, Epstein memes. It's basically a meme that tricks you into thinking that it's, you know, just giving you some interesting fact. But then at the very end, it's Epstein get, didn't kill himself. So here I can turn it on screen share and show you a couple of these. So, you know, here's somebody sent this to me. You know, some girl with a pregnancy test, and then the pregnancy test says Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, I put one up about Halloween, too. Uh, th this, is, this is probably my favorite one, you know, so that's the, you know, the most interesting man memes from, from Dos Equis. I don't always kill myself, but when I do, I didn't, <laughs> I think that one is my favorite one. Uh, so people have been posting it, you know, a lot of these, here's another one. 
uh, but they all they all end the same. They they trick you into thinking that it's you know a relevant thing, and then it then it turns out it's you know Epstein didn't kill himself. But we all know he didn't. So we all know that he didn't kill himself, and uh, we're definitely going to have to talk about that later because some some new developments in that uh, area has has come up. Um, so uh, yeah, so I I posted that. I also posted, some have asked me as a Christian, what do I think about Halloween celebration? Well, here it is. Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, anyway, but what I wanted to get to uh, really is this Kanye West thing, because I, I've seen a, a really interesting split. Now, I, I kind of figured that, you know, most most Christians would be excited about this uh this very strange and amazing thing that's happened. For those who aren't familiar, Kanye West has been one of the biggest stars of rap, hip-hop, and that, that genre um, pretty much ever. I mean, he, he's, he's uh, extremely, extremely famous. Everybody knows who he is, basically, even if you don't listen to his music, um, which I never have until recently. But even if you've never listened to his music, you're, you've probably at least heard his, heard his name. And he used to... Uh, he, he he well we'll just call it what it is he used to be a big time satanist i mean he's had you know upside down crosses on his uh album covers he he said he he's he claimed that he was god you know he, he used to be really entrenched in all of that entertainment industry hollywood satanism that uh you know we we do our best to expose as often as we can um but but something amazing happened uh god got a hold of him and he he transformed his life he uh Kanye has accepted Jesus as his savior. Now, and you would think that is a big win. We should all be excited about that. And you're right, we should. But there are some who uh, remain, to say suspicious would, would be putting it lightly. You know, I, I understand I understand the viewpoint of, well, let's see, because we've been fooled before. You know, and, and I totally get that. That's, that's probably wise. But with some it's almost as if they're they're hoping this isn't true like they're hoping that it's a deception they they're hoping that this this person is still bound for hell uh there there are christians who who are even on my friends list who will point out all the bad stuff that he did which of course the obvious response is well paul killed christians but he wrote half the new testament so you know what what's your point he uh he he's rejected all that and and there are others who say well, has he publicly repented? Has he has he done this and this and this exact thing that I want to see? And actually, yes, he has, and he has in his album multiple times, which we're going to look at some of the lyrics, and we'll we'll show you exactly where it's it's proven he is a Christian. He absolutely is a Christian. Uh, now he's a very new Christian, so we can't expect him to be perfect. But none of us are perfect. Uh, we can't expect any of us to be perfect. So that that's that's out the window too. Um, but. I like I like this meme that somebody somebody sent. I uh, I shared it. I don't know Kanye West, but if he thinks for one second that calling on the name of Jesus will somehow forgive a lifetime of misogyny, blasphemy, profanity, and sexual or immorality, he's absolutely right. <laughs> First Timothy uh, one twelve through seventeen. Uh, so that's Kanye. There he uh, he released a new album called Jesus is King, uh, which is pretty pretty amazing uh, to tell you the truth. Um, there's there's a link for for Nathan. Um, I, I, I've been posting a whole bunch of Kanye stuff on my Facebook just to kind of see what people say about it and not, not everybody's into it. Um, but 
so you know he's saying here the richest thing you can have is as many children as possible so he's pro fam pro family he's come out as anti-abortion some people are nitpicking this and say no the richest thing you can have is jesus well yes but that's not the point he was making you know uh it's really easy to bust somebody on technicalities i mean that that really that's lazy um that, that that's not that's not thinking in context of what's being discussed so in the discussion of you know pro family versus pro abortion uh kanye west has come out to be extremely pro-life so in that context he's saying it, the richest thing you can do is have as many children as possible which is absolutely correct and it's great to see you know this superstar say that and what's amazing about this conversion is he has a huge outreach you know more than any of us more than probably all of us put together uh millions upon millions upon millions and and jesus has the power to work through him in a way that can spur on this this movement in the culture back towards Christianity, ultimately, back towards Jesus. I mean, I, I just don't get what there is to complain about. This is exactly what we've been praying for. You know, a while ago, I did a video. Um, there, there was one of these gotcha ministries, and it just blew my mind. Um, one of these gotcha ministries that was basically, and when I say gotcha ministries, I mean, it's a ministry built upon uh, finding every little fault in any Christian leader and then putting it out there and exposing it. But it, it's, it's, it, it's not in a corrective love kind of way where, you know, we really want to pray for our brother in Christ who has seemed to have fallen and, you know, let's pray for him and let's gather him together in love uh, and, and try to guide him on the right path. It's not that it's this really vindictive, petty, like, look at what this person is doing. I mean, like I saw, I saw one post that said uh, the headline was five sins. Beth Moore has committed. And it just, it just has this, air of just arrogance and pride and unlove and it's like look i'm no beth morphe i am actually really not familiar with with her at all but I, i'm not I'm, i don't i don't follow her on twitter or anything i really don't know much about her um but it, it's from from the little bit i know it seems like she's one of these like mega church like prosperity preachers all right well we can absolutely disagree with those teachings but to but to take a person like that and not even say hey you know this this person has Millions of people that watch her. Wouldn't it be great if she got her theology right? Wouldn't that be amazing? Let's pray for that. Let's all get together and pray for that. And if you can't, if you don't think that Jesus would do that or can't do that, look what he did with Kanye. So this is exactly what we've been praying for. Uh, but yeah, there was this there was this uh, Gotcha Ministry article that was talking about some other pastor who had uh, decided to reject Christianity, basically. And this this article ha had the most mocking tone that that you can imagine. And it's like, where is the compassion? Like, where where is the grief that a, a brother has fallen and it, it has rejected Christ and is now bound for hell if he doesn't repent and and you know come back to Christ? You know, what where is where is our compassion? Where's our our love for that person? Even if we consider him our enemy now, which we shouldn't, but even if we did, you know, the Bible says still we're supposed to still pray and love our enemies, pray for and love our enemies and all that. But I think what it is is I, I think there's a, a a very intense spirit of pride in our generation in, in Christianity specifically. A lot of it, unfortunately, is in the truther movement. And look, I consider myself a part of that. You know, I'm I'm in that group. I try to expose things too. But I think what it's done is it's get, it's given some people this superiority complex where they think that because they have knowledge that nobody else has, then they're smarter, they're initiated, they're illuminated. You know 
know, they won't use these words, but that's basically what it is. And this is the same kind of pride that, you know, the ancient secret schools have taught, that Gnosticism has taught. And it's really ironic because there are people who are claiming this Kanye West album is Gnostic. It's not. They're claiming it's New Age. It's not. The the New Age Gnostic stuff is when you have the spirit of pride, which is which is a form of self god godhood. You have the spirit of pride that's blinding everything else around you, and all you can see are these conspiracies everywhere, and everything is a there's a demon under every bush, basically. And uh, you know we can't believe any we can't believe anybody we can't believe anything when when we have this amazing miraculous uh, conversion story, uh, we can't believe it because look what he used to do and look look look. I mean, I've even seen people uh, like take pictures of his recording studio and say that it looks like an eye or something like that. And that is somehow evidence that he's still working for Satan. I mean, when when the man says Jesus is Lord, which the Bible says anybody that says that, you know, will be saved. I mean, the guy says Jesus is Lord. He has it in a song. That's the name of a song. Uh, And and we're going to get we're going to get into that in just a second. But it's it's just so plainly obvious this guy has given his life to Christ. I mean, he says so openly, publicly. He's not ashamed about it. He, he he's going on like major talk shows and talk, talking just about that, uh, and it's it's pretty amazing. But people are are so wrapped up in their own ideas of you know their their their, their own sense of self worth in these conspiracy theories that they they can't they basically can't see the forest for the trees. Uh, and it, it's really unfortunate to see. So there's been a lot of that kind of stuff uh, that I've noticed, but there's also a lot of sensible people that either, you know, say, you know, this is, this is great. What, what an amazing thing. Praise Jesus. Uh, or at the very least, you know, let's wait and see. I mean, I, I still don't even love the let's wait and see thing because I, I don't, I don't think there's a reason to, he hasn't given us any reason to be suspicious. You know, it's not like that if we, celebrate this and we're excited about it and we praise God for it. And then if he backslides someday that, oh, we were all proven wrong and how embarrassed will we all be? I won't be embarrassed at all. I'm still going to be happy that I rejoiced when, when he was proclaiming Jesus as King. If he, if he does backslide, the thing that will happen is what, what I will do, what we should all do is say, oh man, well, we got to cover, we got to cover our brother in prayer and we, we got to get him back on, you know, on the right track and we got to show him love and, and, uh, you know, bring him back to the faith. Let's, let's pray him through this because we've all had crises of faith before. I mean, that's, that's really nothing new. I I expect he probably will backslide sometime in his life. I don't want that to happen. And when it does, I'm going to be, I'm going to do everything I can to pray for him and get other people to pray for him. But, uh, because that's what we as brothers and sisters in Christ should do. But we have all had crises of faith before. We've all had doubts. Um, that's, that's, that's kind of a part of the journey. So we, we should kind of expect that and we should know what the appropriate response will be. But you know what some Christians will say, you know, they'll get online and say, see, I told you so. See, I see, I told you so. And it'll all be about them. And we see this a lot. I, I, I've been even seeing some, some people on my Facebook page saying, you know, I'm so grieved that I keep trying to, uh, warn about all the deceptions in this and nobody's listening. Maybe it's because your delivery comes off as very petty and very selfish because it's all about, it's all about the, the, the person, you know, I keep trying to tell you this and I keep doing this and I'm grieved and pay attention to me. You, you need, you need a better argument. That's just what it is. You know, when somebody shows me pictures of, you know, his Sunday service and they're standing in a circle and it looks like an eye and they're going to try and say that that's evidence that he's still in the Illuminati or so. it's just, it, it's ridiculous 
uh, where the evidence on the other side is overwhelming that no, that that's you're you're just nitpicking. Uh, the evidence on the other side, he's literally saying Jesus is Lord, and we're we're gonna we're gonna get into some of his lyrics here to to prove that to prove that. So I have no real reason to doubt that this uh, is a true conversion. Um, he's he's publicly proclaimed Jesus. He has publicly rep- that's another thing. They'll say, well, has he? Has he personally and publicly repented of all of his things? You know, I just don't see the grief. I don't see the... Should he be grieved? Uh, if, if he's a new creature in Jesus, if he's a new creation in Jesus, shouldn't that fill him with joy? I mean, he's been forgiven. Why should he feel grief? He shouldn't be proud of any of his past mistakes, but there's no evidence to suggest that he is. Uh, and actually, in a couple of songs, he has publicly repented of everything that he did. He, he, he talks about how he was in this really bad way in life, and Jesus, God pulled him through that, <clears throat> and he gives, all clo- he gives all glory and credit to God. Uh, so yes, he has, but with some people, it's never going to be enough because they feel they're owed something. Kanye West doesn't owe us anything. You know, Jesus Christ doesn't owe us anything. You know, we, we owe Jesus our servitude, you know, our love. And he, he said that we're supposed to, uh, you know, put him first and then love one another. Even if you're just fully convinced that Kanye is a secret plant or something and it's not real and it's a deception, even if you consider him our enemy, which I think is a very big mistake and it's very unchristian, but even if you feel that way, uh, Jesus himself tells us that we are supposed to love and pray for our enemies. So either way, there is no excuse. Either way, there's just no excuse for this petty, immature attitude. Something else I, I wanted to bring out is uh, there have been people that have been posting videos and little mini documentaries, you know, how, how Kanye is a total fraud and all this stuff. Um, don't think that he doesn't watch that stuff. And you, you're probably thinking that you hope that he does, but I wouldn't be so quick to, to because you, you could have a more positive influence on this guy. You know, when, when Prince died in his um, belongings, they found a Steve Quayle book on Genesis six giants. Prince of all people was reading Steve Quayle books. They found that in his possessions. You never know who you could reach out to. You know, you never know when you put up a video who that's, who that's going to reach. So are you putting out something that that's going to just shut this guy out from the faith? I mean, he, he even, he even sings about this in in one of his songs. Are you going to do that? Or are you going to welcome him in? So, uh, Let's get to some of this. Uh, I think I probably said, I could say a lot more, but um, it's it's just, it's it would just be me repeating the same things in different words. So the album is called Jesus is King. We're not going to go through all the lyrics of every single song. I wish I could play some of it for you. I can't because I'll get in trouble with YouTube, uh, unfortunately. But um, I, I, I wish I could because it, it is a fantastic album. Now, I, I, you know, I'll say this. This comes from somebody who, you know, I I typically like rock music, you know, I, I, and I don't like Christian music mostly. You know, I am a Christian, obviously, but, but I, I don't. Most Christian music is just really sanitized it comes off as fake to me i don't I don't really feel the spirit in, in a lot of it Mo- most of it i don't i don't like and i've never found a christian album that i could just listen to over and over again uh when, when i listen to christian music i feel like i'm doing it because i'm supposed to you know like it's like it's a duty or like it's a chore uh and because i'm trying to get some kind of spiritual effect out of it and it's just it, it doesn't work so i just don't i don't i don't listen to it, it um it's it's the wrong attitude you know 
but because I don't like it, I, I don't I don't listen to it. It's not because of the message. The messages are great, but the messages it's just the same kind of stuff over and over and over again. And there's so much richness and beauty in what God has done, you know, for us, you know, on the cross, uh, but even just in creation. There's so much to sing about. They focus on you know these same three or four metaphors for Jesus, and then that's it. I don't I don't hear any actual theology, you know, in Christian music. But you actually do get some in Jesus is King by Kanye West, which is uh really amazing. I mean, he's he's a brand new Christian. He just got saved like last April, I think. So he's brand new to it. And here we have something where we actually get some theology. Not only that, but this is totally not my style of music. I, I typically don't really like hip hop or R and B or rap. I really don't know even the difference between all of those. Um it's it's very rare that I ever hear a rap song I I actually like. And especially one that gets stuck in my head, uh, one that has a good melody and that's catchy. Almost never happens. Um, so this is the first Kanye West I've ever heard in my life. I was never into him before. Uh, I, I, I did hear one song that he did with Katy Perry years ago called Extraterrestrial, and I did not like that at all. I think I actually did a video talking about how it promotes a pretty demonic agenda, uh, you know, which, of course. And, and there is a lot about Kanye's old music um, that, that did – promote that kind of stuff. Uh, but praise be to God, not anymore. Uh, he, he's actually said that he's only going to do uh, gospel music from now on. Um, so this isn't just like boring gospel music. It's not dry. It's not this dead religious stuff. Uh, it's actually really rich. Uh, it, it, it's one of the few things I can listen to and really feel the Holy Spirit in it, you know, which is phenomenal for me, especially in this genre of music that I don't even care for. But I love I love this. Um, also, what's really great about this is it's in a genre that has been totally taken over by Satanism. You know, it used to be in like the 80s and 90s, uh, rap, R&B, that kind of culture. It was more about like gangs and shooting each other up and everything. And then somewhere along the way, it's turned into just outright Satanism, like outright witchcraft and just total Satanism. Uh, and it, it, it it's not even so much about the violence and murder anymore or the... Um, you know, objectification of women or any, it's not even as much about that. It's still about that, but this, this vein of Satanism has, has come through and Kanye was, was the, the one basically heading that up. So this is, this is a major win uh, for the kingdom. Uh, so let's go, let's go through some of these. The first one that I want to go through just to get this out of the way, how you can know that Kanye West actually is saved, or at least how you can have some really good evidence that he is, and, and there's no reason to think otherwise. Uh, I've never been shown a good reason why to think otherwise, and I've read stuff on both sides. And the, the, the stuff on the side that he's genuine has so much evidence. It has quotes from him personally, things that he's actually said uh, after his conversion. Um, it's got a whole album on it, you know, on that side. Whereas the side where that says that he's not, it's really... Really just a lot of conspiratorial stuff. It's a lot of stuff that you have to nitpick at, and you got to piece together, and you got to you, you, you got to you got to interpret things in, in weird ways. It's not objective, is what I'm getting at. It's a really subjective way of looking at the situation. So I haven't seen any strong evidence to suggest that he's uh, not saved. Uh, one one more thing too before we get into these lyrics. Some people have said, well, he's he's a brand new Christian, and he shouldn't be he 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 shouldn't be preaching until he you know until he studies more and he's more approved. Okay, for one thing, he's not preaching. Basically, what he's doing is what the woman at the well did. He he's going out there and he's telling people Jesus is Lord. He, Jesus is uh, is the Messiah. Uh, you know, God is real. God can can help you. He's here. He's alive. All, he's saying all that. He's doing what the woman at the well did. 
the woman at the well talked to Jesus for what, five, ten minutes? You know, we don't know exactly the time frame, but it, was, it wasn't long. But she believed, and then she went and told everybody else about that belief. That's what Kanye is doing. He's not preaching. He's not, he's not Pastor West now. Uh, so so that, that argument is completely irrelevant. Um, okay, so let's look at some of these lyrics. The first one that I want to get to is actually, I think this is the last song uh, on the album, but I wanted to, I wanted to do this one first. Uh, and the song is called Jesus is Lord and it's really short. Um, a lot of the songs on here are short, which I actually kind of like, you know, each one has like one catchy thing that it sticks with and it does it and then it's done and it's on to the next. Uh, but here we go. So it's, it's not, not many lyrics to it. It's pretty self-explanatory. It says every knee shall bow, every tongue confess Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Then it repeats. Now what's so profound about this is this, this right here proves that he's saved. All right. Even right here, verse Kanye West, so he's the one singing it. This proves that he's saved. Why? Because of two verses that we're going to look at. The one, the first one here, um, and this is BibleHub.com, uh, gives you a bunch of different translations. But let's look at the ESV. Romans ten nine uh, says, "Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, Kanye is literally doing this." Um, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, some people will say, well, he didn't say that God raised him from the dead, so that's not—that's technically not the whole thing. Yes, he does, and we're going to show you in just a second. But here, uh, just to get it in context here, but what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith. We are proclaiming that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for with your heart and uh, with your heart, you believe and are justified. And with your mouth, you confess and are saved. All right. So uh, the, the, the words from, from Kanye's mouth here, uh, or any Christian's mouth, Jesus is Lord, that that's evidence of his salvation. Now, can an unsaved person say those words too? Sure. Uh, but, but to, to actually say it in a way that they, they actually really believe it and they're living it out. You know, th- this is part of the, this is part of the thing too, that people kind of ignore. Uh, he gave up his whole career to do this. Like he's not winning over. It, it's amazing. He hasn't gotten shut out like completely from the entertainment industry. Uh, and we'll talk about that a, a little bit more, but I mean, he took a huge risk of doing this. He didn't, he doesn't have anything to gain. What does he have to gain? I mean, he was already the top of the top. Uh, he, he's only, he's only what he, so he can get the big Christian hip hop fan base. I mean, it just, he, it just doesn't make any sense that this would just be to already, you know, as like some ploy to make money or something. It makes no sense. But anyway, uh, so this other part here, because I know some people will say, you know, well, in the song, he doesn't say that he believes that God raised him, you know, Jesus from the dead. And this technically says that for both, you 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 know, to be saved, then you need both those things. Uh, and those are people that are looking for something to get this guy on, something to just prove that it can't be real. Because if it's not real, then the truth is something that's not mainstream. And then the, the individual, the person who knows the real truth, he's the one with the secret knowledge that not everybody knows. He's the one that knows that Kanye is really a fraud while everybody else, while the crowd uh, believes that he's saved. And, you know, he doesn't want to go along with the crowd because that's what sheep do. And, you know, it's just all this mentality stuff. 
uh, that 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 gets in people's heads and causes them to believe things that just simply there's no reason to believe them. It's it's so they can be different, so they can feel initiated, so they can feel illuminated. And I say get away from that stuff. I mean, it doesn't mean that you always have to go with the mainstream thought. You shouldn't do that. You should think for yourself. But you know, don't don't be don't be so far in the other direction that you you, you think that everything that most people think is wrong. It's just it's a ridiculous way to think. But anyway, this part here. So where where is the evidence of the raising from the dead part. Well, the only other lyric in the song is every knee shall bow, uh, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. That's the only other part. Where does that come from? Romans 14:11. Uh, for it is written, as I live, says the Lord, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. When does this happen? When is this happening now? D- does does every tongue confess and every knee bow right now and confess to God? No. Not right now. When does this happen? This happens when Jesus returns. As I live, says the Lord. Uh, Just in saying this, just in Kanye admitting and agreeing that this is going to happen, he must admit, he, he has to believe that Jesus is risen from the dead. There's no way to believe every knee shall bow and every tongue confess if you don't believe that Jesus raised from the dead because Jesus would be dead, right? So how could Jesus be Lord, you know, where the verse says, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So Kanye is saying both of, both of the things, both of the requirements here. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart and God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's what he's saying with the every knee shall bow and every tongue confess, because that could not be true unless God has raised him from the dead, because Jesus would be dead. You know, there would be no time where Jesus, you know, how, how could how could a still dead Jesus be be king of anything? You know, how, how could he be Lord of anything? So, of course, he, he, he logically would have to believe that. He would have to believe that Jesus is raised from the dead and that he's coming back, you know, and that every, at some point, every creature, every everything that God has created is going to bow and confess that he is Lord. Kanye is just doing it now. So yes, both of those requirements are met for the nitpickers. Um, but you know, of course, still people are going to find things to to complain about, and that's just going to happen. Um, so let's look at let, let's look at some more of these. I'm going to close out the ones that we looked at already, just so I don't lose my place here. Um, this one is, and I'm not even I'm not going to read all the lyrics of all these songs that I have up here. There's just some things that I want to key in on. This one's called Hands On. Uh, and you know, this is really good too. Um, but right here, he, he rebukes the devil. He rebukes the devil's hold on his, on his life. So told the devil that I'm going on a strike, told the devil when I see him on site, I've been working for you my whole life, told the devil that I'm going on a strike. I've been working for you my whole life. So right here in the, in this verse, in these verses, in these lines, he's rebuking the devil and he's saying, you know what? You, you've had a hold on my entire life and I've been working for you my whole life. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm done. You know, I'm on strike essentially. Um, so then, then he goes into what people have said about him. Uh, and presumably by Christians, I mean, he says it explicitly in, in another song, but uh, you know, nothing worse than a hypocrite uh, change. He ain't really different. So people are doubting that he's 
changed. You know, he he didn't even he, he ain't even try to get permission, ask for advice when they dissed him. Uh, said I'm finna do a gospel album. What have you been hearing from the Christians? So here's here's the explicit stuff. See, he's talking about how you know no he didn't ask permission from anybody to do this and other people were upset about that you know what cuz i'm sure he's he's got producers and he's got you know people that he's worked with in the music industry that probably didn't love this decision but he did it anyway he t- he took a huge huge uh uh risk and it's just a big step in doing this um so he said that he was going to do a gospel album and what have you been hearing from the christians at this news you know, that he's going to do a gospel album. They'll be the first one to judge me, make it feel like nobody loved me. They'll be the first one to judge me, feeling like nobody loved me. Now, what's amazing about this is you would expect, you would expect that he would start blaming the Christians, you know, and saying, you know, look at all you hypocrites. You're, uh, you know, you're, you're judging me when I come into the faith. You're not making me feel loved. You would think that he's going to go in that direction, but he doesn't. He actually does an extremely Christian thing here and something that, you know, I think we all could learn from. Um, so we'll continue on, you know, told people God was my mission. What have you been hearing from the Christians? They'll be the first one to judge me, make it feel like nobody loved me. Uh, and then he, he goes on to say that, you know, that he, he feels alone in the dark, you know, you'll, you'll never see the light. You're, you're never seeing home. You'll never see the domes and so on and so forth. Um, but, uh, then he, then he, you know, he says some good things here. If, if, if they only see the wrongs, never listen to the songs. And man, we've seen a lot of that. Uh, just listen, just to listen is a fight, but you booked me for a fight. Um, it's so hard to get along if they only see the slight from the love of religion, what you've been hearing from the Christians, they'll be the first one to judge me, make it seem nobody love me. But, but then listen to this down here. But if I try you, if I try to lead you to Jesus, we get called halfway believers, only halfway read Ephesians. If they only, uh, if they only knew what I knew. I was never new until I knew of true and living God, Yeshua, the true and living God. Somebody pray for me. Now, that's really amazing. So here he's saying, he's saying this is basically forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. This is basically those who are persecuting him. He, he's, he's saying, oh, you know, if, if they only knew what I know now, you know, they're, they're doing this because of, of some uh, of, of, of some obsession with just the religious aspect part, the dead part of the religion and not the, not the spirit. You know, if they only knew the true and living God, Yeshua, and he's not saying that these people aren't saved, that they're not Christians exactly. He's not exactly saying that. He's just saying, like, he doesn't feel like that. You know, he doesn't feel like that towards other people, even when they're persecuting him. So he's got people persecuting him. And what is he saying? He's asking them to pray for him. I mean, how amazing is this? This is something I've been saying for years. I did it in my cannibal Christian uh, talk for, uh, you know, years ago that if you have a disagreement with another Christian, you know, if you, if you disagree with their theology and you even think that they're doing damage, pray for them. What's the point in coming out in hatred and calling them names and stuff? Pray for them. If you think I'm wrong about something, pray for me and I'll pray for you too. And then we can, we can come together in prayer, take the matter to Jesus and then have Jesus work it out. I mean, even if he doesn't do it in this life, he'll do it in the kingdom, right? He'll, he'll do it in the next, but this shows such humility here. Um, that, 
he's he's ju- he's not judging these Christians who who are who are essentially persecuting him and saying that he hasn't really changed and he's just faking it, uh, that he's a fake Christian and all this. Uh, he's ju- he's 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 saying what what is happening. You know, what are you hearing from the Christians? They'll be the first one to judge me and makes me feel like nobody loves me. Uh, and then how he he's getting when he tries to lead people to Jesus, he's gets he gets called a halfway believer. You know, only halfway read through Ephesians, but then he says. Oh, if they only knew what I knew, that he was never new. He was a never he was never a new creation in Christ. He was never new until he knew of the true and living God, Yeshua. So here, I mean, he's admitting that Yeshua, Jesus, is is the true and living God, the true and living God. And then somebody pray for me. So he's asking these people, you know, don't don't persecute me or keep persecuting me. But if you're going to do it, pray for me too. And then it, then it goes on. It goes on to even even put this point further. Um, look at this, just, just the humility in this. I deserve all the criticism you got. If that's all the love you have, that's all you got. So he's, he's saying like, I deserve this criticism. I was wrong. I did bad things. You know, if that's all the love that you have, fine, I'll take it. You know, I'll take whatever you, you have, um, to sing of change. You think I'm joking to praise his name. You ask what I'm smoking. Yes. I understand your reluctancy, but I have a request. You see, don't throw me up. Lay your hands on me. Please pray for me. Hold myself on death. Hold it down. All fallen down. Somebody pray for me. I mean, that shows such humility. And it, it's really a beautiful attitude that I wish we as Christians had more of. You know, the, these pe- these people are, are persecuting him. They're uh, constantly saying he, he's not really changed. And, you know, he's he's just a Satanist in disguise and all this stuff. And what, what does he say? He doesn't doubt that they're Christians. Like, he doesn't doubt their Christianity at all. You know, he, he says, look, if that is all the love you have for me, I'll take it. I'll take what I can get. But in the meantime, please pray for me because he still he still he still recognizes he, he, he needs prayer as we all do. And he's trying to he's trying to uh, in, in, inspire some unity despite the disagreements. I mean, that's phenomenal. And we don't we don't hear that enough in Christianity. Uh, so that's one of my favorite songs. And you, you, you should check it out. But uh, let's move on. <clears throat> Uh, what do we got here? This one is called God is this is this is probably the more like the more really like praise and, and worship song on, on the album. And um, it's really, really good. And typically, I don't even like that style of music. You know, I, I've never heard one that I've liked until now. Uh, but when you listen to it, I mean, he really gets into it. This is, this is a, a, a purely just praise and worship song like I've never heard before. Uh, I really wish I could play it for you. But uh, so it starts, God is my light in darkness. You know, God is, God is he, he is my all in all, and I'll never turn back. God is. Uh, so it says, everything that I felt, praise the Lord, worship Christ with the best of your portions. I know I won't forget all he's done. He's the strength in the race that I run. Every time I look up, I see God's faithfulness, and it shows just how much he is miraculous. I can't keep it to myself. I can't sit here and be still. Everybody, I will tell the whole world is healed. I will tell till the whole world is healed. Excuse me. King of King, Lord of Lords, all the things he has in store. From the rich to the poor, all are welcome through the door. You won't ever be the same when you call on Jesus' name. Listen to the words I'm saying. Jesus saved me. Now I'm saying. And I know, I know, God is the force that picked me up. I know Christ is the fountain that filled my cup. Some people pick this apart and say this is new age. When you hear somebody that says that Kanye is just preaching new age and Gnostic stuff, it's because they are nitpicking these these little 
lines that they don't like out of context. Well, the New Age says that God is a force, and so if anybody refers to God that way, it must be New Age, and it can't be anything else. But again, look at all the evidence on the other side. He's literally saying, Jesus Christ, worship Christ. It's obvious that Christ is not a force, that God is not just a mere force. Now, he's forceful. You know, he, he, has, he has forceful abilities. He's very powerful. Uh, and that's the context that he's using it in here. There's nothing to suggest that he's trying to sneak in a new age lyric, but this is, this is just this this pharisaical spirit that's gotten a hold of some people, and they want to destroy a perfectly good and spirit filled praise and worship song, of which we have very very few to choose from. So we finally get a good one, and they want to throw the whole thing out because of one line that they don't like when they're not even reading it in the context that it's me meant to be. Uh, read in or listened in. Look, I came out of New Age. I can spot New Age from a mile away. This is not New Age. This is There's nothing New Age about this. A New Ager would never sing this kind of stuff. Not in a million years. Uh, not even to try to trick a Christian. I've seen how New Agers try and trick Christians. I used to be one of them. I've told that part of my story before. I used to be a New Ager that would try to get Christians into New Age. You don't do it by saying stuff like this. That's not the method at all. Uh... So that's not, that's not what he's doing here. So you can't just nitpick one little, one little thing and not, not take the full context of the whole song. But anyway, uh, I know Christ is the fountain that filled my cup. See, that, that, that's not, that wouldn't fit in a New Age standing. You would have to say, you, you would have to redefine who Christ is, which New Agers do, but they wouldn't say things like, Christ is the fountain that filled my cup. They would say he's the New Age guru that led me to enlightenment or something like that, and he's one among many. Anyway, let, let's continue. I know God is alive. Yeah, he opened up my vision. Now, New Agers don't, do not believe God is alive. New Agers believe God is merely an unconscious, unalive, non-living force. So he's not a new ager. I mean, and, and it's just ridiculous to say that. But anyway, he's opened up my vision, giving me a revelation. This ain't about a dead religion. I love that line. That's so good. Because, I mean, our, our, many of our churches have lost, you know, the, the, the Holy Spirit in it. They, they've lost it in, in favor of this dead religion, this, this pharisaical. I mean, it's basically a bunch of Pharisees, and then you get some spirit-filled believers, and the Pharisees want to stone the uh, spirit-filled guys. Um, anyway, Jesus brought a revolution. All the, captor, all the captives are forgiven. See, this is why when people say, like, well, he doesn't seem grieved about his past mistakes. Well, he knows he's forgiven, so why should he? You know, he, he's spoken out against his past mistakes. He does that in his songs. If you'd listen to the album before judging it, or at least read the lyrics, if you just really don't like that kind of music, that's fine. But um, anyway, uh, time to break down all the prisons. Every man, every woman, there is freedom from addiction. Now, right here, this, this, this is great. Jesus, you have my soul. Sunday service on a roll. All my idols, let them go. All the demons, let them know. This is a mission, not a show. This is my eternal soul. This my kids, this the crib, this my wife, this my life, this my God-given right. Thank you, Jesus, won the fight. See, he's saying his, his God-given right is to preach the gospel, to, to tell people what Jesus did for him. And that is his God-given right. I mean, that's actually a commandment. Like, we're all supposed to be doing that. 
Yet so, so many of us are, are, are weak and, and don't want to upset people, don't want to offend people. Here's somebody that doesn't care who he offends. He just wants to share uh, his testimony and what Jesus did for him. He wants to share the gospel with everybody that he can, and he has a lot of followers. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this inspires a, a huge shift towards Christianity in, in our culture and possibly even worldwide. That would be amazing. And I also hope that this inspires other um, you know, actors and musicians, other very popular people, uh, to share their faith. Because I'm sure there's a lot more Christians out there than who are willing to admit it. Uh, so that's great. All right. Let's check this out. This one is called Water. This, this is one of the more theological ones that I really like. Um, we're not going to read the whole thing, but it says, uh, clean us like the rain in spring. Take the chlorine out our conversation. I love that line. That is, that is so poetic and correct. You know, think about th- this is, this is, this is what I don't like about a lot of Christian music. It seems really sanitized, like anything that could possibly offend anybody is removed and taken out in favor of just these dead cliche metaphors that you hear over and over and over again, so much so to the point that they have no meaning anymore. They don't mean anything. It's sanitized. And, and, and a lot of Christians will talk like that, too. You know, a lot of Christians, the way we talk to each other sometimes, it, it's, it's in this really weak kind of like, I don't want to offend anybody. And we talk to unbelievers like that, too. You know, it's this really sanitized, fake, it's, it's just, it's not real. And people don't like that. So the first thing in here is saying, you know, clean us in the rain, in, in, like the rain in spring. Like, clean us for real, not this, he says, take the chlorine out of our conversation. We don't want this this fake cleanliness stuff, this sanitized, uh, you know, just this, this fake Christian thing. You know, I, I don't know how to explain it, but you guys know what I'm talking about. You know, they're saying, clean us like the rain in spring. Clean us for real. You know, make it real. We don't want this fake dead thing anymore. We, we, we want the real spirit, the real, the real cleanliness. We don't want the chlorine in our conversation. I mean, I, I, I love that. And that's, that's, it's absolutely true. You know, we, we as Christians shouldn't be fake. And it, tur- it turns people off. Um, anyway, let's continue on. Let your light reflect on me. I promise I'm not hiding anything. Uh, so he's, he's confessing everything to God. You know, I promise I'm not hiding anything. Let your light reflect on me. And, and see, he's not taking any credit for his own thing. Let your light reflect on me. You know, it, it's not, it's not, you know, make me to shine so I can show the world. It's let your light reflect on me. He's giving God all the glory in like all of these songs. He doesn't take any of the glory for himself. He gives it all to God. And it's amazing. Uh, it's water. We are water. Pure as water, like a newborn daughter. Uh, and so that, that's, that's even a pretty profound line there too, with the daughter thing, you know, why, why isn't it son? Because there's, there's something about purity, uh, in, in, in women. And, you know, part of this is, you know, mother Mary virginity. Uh, A lot of it has to do with that, but what is the purest, what is the, what is the purest thing, you know, that, that God has created probably a baby, right? Um, well, of, of the two that you can have a son or a daughter, just, just metaphorically, I'm not talking literally here, just metaphorically, what, what's the purest one? It's, it's the daughter. Uh, and so that, that's pretty profound too. Uh, so a storm may come, but we'll get through it because of your love. Either way, we crash like water. Your love's water, pure as water. We are water. And I like that too, because, you know, throughout the Bible, this is the theological stuff that, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit, really the Spirit has always kind of been, um, described or, or, or attached to like a metaphor of water. So the first instance that we get of this is right in the beginning of Genesis, where it says that the spirit hovered over the waters. Uh, but there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of 
you know, metaphorical use throughout scripture between uh, spirit and water. Uh, you, you get fire too, like the Holy Spirit, you get like the tongues of fire stuff as well. Um, but what uh, water is also another big one, living water, you know, the spirit of living water, all, all that, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's nice to actually get some actual theology that makes sense and isn't just redone over and over again. So then Kanye comes in. And these are, this is what he sings. He says, Jesus, flow through us. Jesus, heal the bruises. Jesus, clean the music. Jesus, please use us. Jesus, please help. Jesus, please heal. Jesus, please forgive. Jesus, please reveal. Jesus, give us, give us strength. Jesus, make us well. Jesus, help us live. Jesus, give us wealth. And look, this is another line that gets picked on. Uh, I don't believe he's talking about worldly wealth because this whole song is about the spirit. It's all about spiritual things, all of it. Uh, and I, I believe that the wealth here, for one thing, it rhymes with well. So, you know, if you have a line like well, then you need something to rhyme. You know, what are you going to use? Wealth. But uh, but apart from that, this, this is this is something beyond earthly riches. He already had that. He lost a ton of that, you know, making this conversion. Uh, when he's talking about wealth here, some some people will nitpick without looking at the full context. The full context of this, I mean, the, the song is called Water. It's obviously spirit. It's obviously Holy Spirit. It's spiritual. So when he's talking about wealth, it's a spiritual wealth. You know, what is that spiritual wealth? It, it's to turn from earthly wealth towards something better, towards what God has, towards redemption in him, in, in Jesus Christ, and what he did on the on the cross. So that's what he's talking about. There's no reason to pick this one line out like frankly some some not thinking people will do some very ignorant people will do to take this one line just to try to prove some point that doesn't exist in the context of the song or the album or really in anything that he's doing now um so you know Jesus is our safe Jesus is our rock you know if we're going to think that this wealth thing is material does that mean he he's literally saying that Jesus is a rock somewhere no of course not you know, it's metaphor, it's spiritualized uh, uh, language that he's using. Uh, and it, it's very poetic and beautiful. Jesus give a, us grace, Jesus keep us safe. Uh, and then again, there's more, it's the repeat of the, the uh, you know, water metaphors here. So... Uh, so that that's very good too. You got to you, you have to you have to experience these songs. You got to listen to these songs in the context that they're meant to be understood in, and it is all spiritual in 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 this song. When he does talk about material things, he makes it very obvious, and it's usually not in a great context. Um, he does speak very positively of Chick Fil A, which is nice. Oh, did I? Uh... Oh, here we go. Okay, this is called Everything We Need. And really, really, I just kind of want to focus on one one line down here. Um, this this is basically, you know, with with Jesus, you have everything you need. Uh, so you know, switch your attitude. It, it's a it's a lot of that. Uh, now people will say this too. They'll 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 point this out and say, well, see, life life is too short. Go spoil yourself. Feel that feel. Enjoy yourself because we have everything. They'll say, see, this is just saying to enjoy life and just to you know forget everything else. You know. Uh, you know, go after the feeling now, live your best life now. It's just another prosperity Joel Osteen thing. No, it's not. No, it's not. It, it, he's, he's saying 
life is too short to worry about all this stuff that, frankly, a lot of Christians are worried about. When he's saying go spoil yourself, it's not talking about material things because he's saying right down here, we have everything we need. And he's talking about Jesus. It's, that's why he's saying switch your attitude. He used to be very worldly and materialistic and, and a Satanist. Switch your attitude. Um, and he's the, the spoiling yourself, you know, feel that, feel, enjoy yourself. That's talking about the freedom that you have in Jesus. That is everything that you need. And you can spoil yourself with that. It's okay to enjoy that, you know. Life's too short. And enjoy enjoy that freedom in Christ. Don't worry about these worldly things. Uh so when you when you read when you read through this, that's that's exactly what he's talking about. And you know, he proves it down here. And here's some more the theological kind of stuff too, uh that that I really like. Um are you basically, you know, a lot, a lot of this is like slang and stuff, but you know, basically, are you going to do what Adam do or did? <laughs> are you going to do what Adam do or say, baby, let's put this back on the tree because we have everything we need. Like, that's really beautiful. I mean, the first time that mankind sinned against God, they did, you know, Adam and Eve, they didn't realize they have their freedom in God already. They already had their freedom. They already had everything they need, you know, every, everything in the world that they could possibly need, but they saw this one worldly thing. They saw this one thing that God said not to touch, this one worldly thing. And they decided to partake in that. But what should have happened? And, and so, you know, the question is for us now, are we going to make that same mistake? Are we going to chase after these worldly things that we're told are bad for us? Or are we going to say, you know what, let's, let's put that fruit back on the tree because we have everything we need. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. All right, I think we just got a couple more, and then we'll get to Epstein. This is turning out to be a little longer than I thought, but that's okay. Um, where are we at? Almost at an hour? Yeah, we can, we can, we can finish this up. But, um, but I mean, it is something that's worth talking about and worth getting really into because there's so much negativity about this whole thing. So many people trying to trying unsuccessfully uh, to call them out, and all they're doing is showing their own ignorance. They're just showing their their own just just uh their their own desire for people to still be perishing i mean it's like they it's like they they want that it's crazy to me i i don't there's no reason to just there's no reason not to just rejoice in this and say yay you know jesus got somebody you know people want to find occult symbols on his you know cd cover or whatever it's like for one thing he's been saved since april do you think he knows any of that and and it's not even occult symbolism like he doesn't have an upside down. If you want to see an occult symbol, go look at one of his other past albums. It's called Jesus or something like that. But it ha it literally has an upside down cross on it, and it has him presenting himself as God. That is occult symbolism. That's what he's. That is what he is rejecting now. You know, he's he's not just hiding it in a way to trick us Christians. Like what 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 is the trick? What uh, he he's he's pointing to Jesus. So the trick is we're gonna look to Jesus. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's really immature. Uh, I, I wish, I wish Christians would grow up. Um, I wish we could all just get together and pray for one another and, and just stop all this negative stuff. You don't even have to like Kanye. We're, I mean, really, because he's a brother in Christ, you, you are, you should love him. That's what, you know, Jesus commands us to do, you know, love him, love him and then love one another. Uh, but even if you, again, even if you believe he's an enemy, we're supposed to love them too. So I just see a lot of, uh, you know, needless uh, negativity, and I believe it comes from pride, arrogance, and a pharisaical spirit that's infected the church. But it's a spirit that's always been here. It's not going away anytime soon. 
but that's not an excuse. And, you know, to, to people that have that attitude, I, I really do expect better out of you and not because I'm any better than anybody else. I'm sure there's a lot of areas in life where I'm a lot worse at than somebody else. But uh, it's just I've come from that attitude. I know what that attitude is all about. I, I know what it's like. And I, I have forsaken that attitude in myself. And I wish more Christians would do that. All right. Anyway. Um, what are we on? Oh, this one is called On God. Now, this one's really good. If this is, yeah. Uh, if this is the one that I'm thinking so a lot of this, I, I don't want to get into a whole lot of it, but a lot of this, this is the one where he is like repenting of his past mistakes. He's talking about all the bad stuff he did and how all of that stuff was on him. Uh, but the good stuff that happened, his transformation, the good, the good stuff that God is using, doing with his life now, he says he gives credit to, to God for that. And that's on God, you know, uh, so, you know, look at this. Uh, you know, the devil had my soul. I can't lie. Uh, life's going to have some lows and highs. Before the Grammys ever gave a nod, I wore my heart on my sleeve. I couldn't hide. In 03, they told me not to drive. I bleached my hair for every time I could have died, but I survived. That's on God. So he's not taking cre- He's taking credit for all the bad stuff he did, you know, his past life. But the fact that he survived and he's he's actually doing something good now, he's saying that's on God. He's giving God credit for that. He's not taking credit for that himself. Uh, I've been telling y'all since 05, the greatest artist resting or alive. Uh, and then he, you know, he goes on, but he, he says that's on God. Now, some people have been trying to bust him because he, he's, you know, he said in an interview that he's the, he's the greatest, he's the greatest human artist who have ever lived or something like that. For one thing, I think he's sort of kind of like half joking when he says that, like, it's like when Trump talks about how awesome he is, you know, it's, it's sort of like a half kind of joke, you know, I mean, I, I even do that sometimes just to kind of be funny. Uh, I think it's part of that, but I, I think that, you know, it, it's also after he says that, and this is the part that people leave out, he, he gives it to God and he does it right here. That's on God. So he's saying that all of his talents, it's not him. You know, he's not taking credit for it. He's saying that's on God. God did that. Give the glory to God for that. Uh, So, oh, this is something else I wanted to talk about because uh, a lot of people have been complaining how much he charges for his merchandise, which, by the way, I got to say, look, grow up. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to buy it. Uh, I don't know what the complaint is all about. Like, he charges too much for his merchandise. For one thing, do you understand how that business works? Do you understand how expensive it is and how many people need to get paid from that? Do you understand how taxes work? Like, all of that stuff. How much money do you think he's really getting from that? He's not, he's, he's not getting much, I'll tell you that. Uh, and he can charge anything he wants, and you don't have to buy it. It's a free country. It's not inherently immoral for him to... He could charge whatever he wants. And if, if, if you don't like it, you don't buy it. And you know what will happen is he'll go out of business. And fine, you know, if he charges too much for his merchandise, people aren't going to buy it. He's not going to be able to fill a demand. And he'll have to either lower his prices or he'll go out of business. In which case, that's the free market. If you charge too much for a product and consumers aren't happy with that. They're not going to buy it and you're going to lose your business. That's the free market. That's capitalism. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. That That's how it should be. That's the fairest way for it to be. And so he, as the producer, he can either lower his prices and try to meet the demand 
Uh, or he can just be bad at business and keep him high and run out of business. I'm not saying that his prices right now are too high. I, I don't I don't know because I don't know the I don't know his consumer base. I don't I don't know the business model. There there's too much I don't know about it. I know a little bit from what he says in this song about it, uh, and I don't doubt it for a second. We're going to get into that. But look, the the thing is, he's not obligating anybody to buy it. He's not saying you know you're not a Christian if you don't buy this, or you're a better Christian if you do buy this. Uh, he's not saying any of that. He's just offering it. He's just offering merchandise for whatever price he wants. And if you don't want it, then you don't have to buy it. You know, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't think that it's good enough, or if you don't think that it's worth the money, then don't buy it. And that's the best message that you can send because, you know, if he ends up losing money or whatever, then he'll have to work with the numbers, but you got it. You just got to You got to understand that there's a whole part of this that typically we don't know because we're not in this business. You know, we're not in the music business. We're not in the merchandise business and, and, and at least not to the level he is. So there's so much we don't understand about it. It's not the same as if you, you know, manage a family dollar or something like that. This is something completely different. So he gets a little bit into this because he, you know, talks about how uh, he, he talks about how basically people are, are complaining that he's, he's charging so much and he's actually doing the, you the courtesy of explaining why uh so you're welcome for that i I don't expect to see a whole bunch of gratitude from from christians but it's the reason that i get fired up about that is because it's the same it's the same criticisms that christians will try to lob on me for charging a membership uh for a service that i provide look it's not selling the gospel you want to know the gospel email me i'll tell you the gospel for free if you really want to know what it is you know it's it, 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 jesus is lord jesus is the savior he, he rose from the dead he, he he's conquered death so you don't have to uh you, you don't have to die spiritually you can be reunited with with uh jesus after you die you know you can be in, with him in eternity wouldn't that be nice uh, nobody is selling the gospel but that's a typical thing that's that's lobbed uh the fact is Uh, To provide a service like Daily Renegade, it costs a lot of money. And I have invested probably way too much of my own money into it already, uh, which is not a great business decision. But, you know, I just I just sort of feel like I should. So I do. I'm not going to disclose how much it is because it doesn't matter. Uh, The fact is, you don't know everything. You don't know everything. uh, And... (laughs) Oh, there's just a lot I could say about that. But I don't want to I don't want to deviate too much. I don't want to deviate too much. Um, Okay, so here we go. So right here, the IRS want their 50-plus-hour tithe. So what's that? They're, they're 50, 50% okay, of sales plus our tithe. The tithe is typically understood as 10%. So I don't know how literally we can take this, but we, you know, it, it might be safe to assume that he, pays, he has to pay roughly 60% of his profits in taxes. You know, 60%. And he said, man, that's over half the pie. I felt dry. That's on God. So he's saying he's, he's trusting God through this situation. He's saying, it's okay. I'm not going to get mad about this. I'm not going to get upset about this worldly thing. I'm losing a ton of money here now. Uh, and I believe that this was something that happened after his conversion. I, th- these percentages probably weren't this bad uh, before, but now that, he, now that he's you know publicly denounced everything that he used to stand for, and now he's only doing gospel albums, uh, he's, he's probably having to pay a lot higher taxes now because he's probably shut a lot of doors that used to be open. 
So it's a lot harder for him to make anything. So if they want 60%, that only gives him 40% then to pay, uh, you know, designers, merchandisers, distributors, um, probably lawyers too. Uh, you know, a whole, whole bunch of people that, you know, we have no clue how much that all is or, or how much really gets paid. But I, I think by the end of the day, as much as he charges, he's not getting a very big percentage. So why does he charge so much? It's because of this. And he says, that's why I charge the prices that I charge. I can't be out here dancing with the stars. What he's talking about here is his opportunities are shut down now. For one thing, I think I think it's a moral thing. He doesn't want to be out doing shows with all of these satanic people anymore. So he's lost a lot of opportunity where maybe he could have got better percentages. Uh, but also, I mean, those opportunities are just shut now on him. He doesn't have like, where is he going to go play now? You know, he he can do his Sunday service stuff, but there, it's going to be a lot harder for him to get the type of venues and draw the types of crowds that he used to be able to. So he's got to compensate for that somehow. Um, and so he says, no, I can't let my family starve. I go hard. That's on God. And, and that's absolutely correct. You know, he, he, it would be bad for him to get to the point where he's letting his family starve. And look, again, we don't know how much his profits are, so we can't make any kind of judgment call on that we have no idea so you know it's just too easy and simplistic to say well i think he's just doing fine you know he sold a million copies of it or however much he's he sold this many copies of his album i think he's doing fine you don't know that because you don't know how much money he's getting from that you don't know what that money is going to you know he might he might actually be losing uh money on all this stuff even with the merchandise and stuff all the album sales, he, it's, it's very reasonable uh, to think that there, there's a good possibility he could be losing money on all this. I mean, it's, it's, like, people, it's like people that complain about these conferences that we do sometimes, uh, you know, in, in, in Christian ministry. They say, you know, why are the ticket prices so much? You know, you're, 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 you're just doing this to get rich. You know, most of those conferences lose money. <laughs> most of them do. And what, what it ends up being is the person who's running the conference, they, they put their own money into it to compensate. They're not doing it to get, nobody is getting rich running a conference. Let me tell you that. I mean, they got to pay for the hotel. They got to pay for lodging for everybody. They got to pay for the speakers. They got to pay. There, there, there's so much that goes into it. Security, you know, sometimes there's so much that goes into it uh, that you, you would have no clue about. Typically, most people wouldn't know. Uh, but it's just, it's easier for some people to believe that it's just, to get rich. I'm telling you just from inside experience, most people that run conferences, they lose money on every single one. That's why they can only do one or two a year. You know, that that's why they can only do it in certain locations. They can't do it in all the areas that they want to because it's, it's more expensive and they have to factor that in. And even then, even with DVD sales, even with all that live streaming, all of that, they, a lot, a lot of them still lose money on it. I'm not going to tell you who, and I'm not going to tell you how much, cause it doesn't matter. But I, I, I'm just telling you, 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 we Christians should be more appreciative of people who are willing to, to put their own money where their mouth is, that believe in this cause, that believe in Jesus so much and want to spread that gospel so much that they're willing to put their own money into it when most of these people, I mean, nobody's, no, nobody's super rich in this whole thing. So, uh, so anyway, it, 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 would, it would not surprise me. I don't know if this is true, but it would not surprise me if Kanye is actually losing out on money, even with, with the prices that he charges. Um, so we, but we don't know, so we can't really make that, that call. And it's just too easy to assume that he's just filled with greed and it's all about being greedy and all that. Well, he says it's not right here. And you know he was the type of person that if it was about greed, he would just say so because he, he used to do that all the time. Uh, you know They all did. 
All right, we got one more to look at, then we'll get to Epstein. Um, th this one, this one is one of my favorites because th this also shows that you know he's not taking himself. He's not taking himself so stringently seriously that he can't have any fun. You know, a, a sign that somebody has gone too far, you know, in, into any one direction is when they can't have any fun or can't have they can't laugh anymore. I heard Michael Knowles say this today on Daily Wire, and I thought that was that was that really made a lot of sense. Uh, and he exp he explains that I'm not going to go through the whole thing. You can just go watch his show. But um, but when when somebody can't laugh or have any fun anymore, that's when you know they have gone too far off the deep end on whatever they're they're into. And I've seen a lot of that. Uh, especially in like the truth or stuff. You, you get people that just can't, they can't have fun anymore. They can't laugh. They can't enjoy anything. Uh, you know, of course, life shouldn't all be that. You should still take yourself seriously in, in some regards, but it's, sometimes you should just kind of let loose a little bit and have some fun. So basically every song that we've looked at so far, um, it, it's it's been really serious, really you know, good theological praise and worship, gospel kind of stuff, uh, really real and, and raw and emotional, powerful uh, the lyrics are are really poetic and and you know unlike anything that you can find in Christian music today. Uh, so so then you got one where he's having a little bit of fun and I I like this one a lot. It's called Closed on Sunday. Now really the the whole message behind this is the Sabbath. And you know some some people are those nit, those nitpicky Christians again. Though some people are pointing out, yeah, but that's Sunday. The real Sabbath is Saturday. Ugh. And you know I you know they they act like, well, I really got you on that one. It's like, okay, dude, he has been saved for like 5 minutes. Cut him a break. Just the fact that he's worshiping on Sunday. By the way, most Christians do. Not saying that makes it right. Yes, technically Sabbath is on Saturday technically, uh, but also technically every day is our Sabbath because we, we found our salvation in Jesus Christ and all that. stuff. So, you know, scripture says that. So, um, uh, but he, he, he just literally got saved, cut the guy a break. Uh, if you really think that's something that should be the, at the forefront of the concern, pray for him. I mean, he asked you to pray for him. So pray for him. Pray that he'll get the, the Sabbath on the right day. It's just, it just sounds so petty to me. It's like he is, he is actively praising and worshiping Jesus. I mean, what, 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 what is salvation to you? Like what, how, how do you attain salvation? How, how do you, how do you accept the gift of salvation? Maybe that's an easier way. Do you, do you do that by proclaiming that Jesus is Lord by, by accepting him as your savior? Or do you do it by getting the correct Sabbath day, you know, by, by making sure that it's exactly Saturday and not Sunday, by the way, our Gregorian calendar is all screwed up from the original Hebrew calendar. And even in Hebrew, there was like two of those. So we, how, how could we possibly really know the exact, exact day? I mean, it, it's just how, how technical do you want to get to it? How pharisaical do you want to get to it? When really, I believe that Jesus would just look at the spirit of this. He's, he, you know, Jesus would look at this, this, you know, wretched soul who has now finally come to him and is praising him. You know, it's like, dude, the guy is praising Jesus. Seriously, grow up, back off. Uh, if you really think it's a problem, pray for him. But anyway, so the whole thing is about uh, the the Sabbath. Um, oh, and I wanted to mention too in that water song, a lot of that was about baptism uh, and and. You know, uh, I don't want to go back to the song. I meant to mention that, and I forgot about it till till just now. But there's a whole baptism element in the in the water song. But um, anyway, so I like this song because it's a little bit it's a little bit lighter. It's a little bit you know kind of more fun and and you know kind of funny and stuff. Uh, so he says, uh, "Closed on Sunday, you're my Chick Fil A. Closed on Sunday, you're my Chick Fil A." Uh, and so you know, Chick Fil A, very popular, uh, you know, 
chicken sandwich restaurant, fast food restaurant run by Christians who are who uh, promote traditional marriage and stuff, which is great. But they they close on Sunday uh, because they they're Christian and they want to give their employees time for their families, but they also want other people, even their customers, to have time with their families and stuff. So that's ultimately what it's all about. He's saying hold the selfies, so you know, quit taking selfies, put the gram away. In, that's short for Instagram. Put Instagram away. You know, get your family, y'all hold hands and pray. So this is about the Sabbath. This is about, you know, what what to do on Sundays or Saturdays, you know, whichever. But that's beyond the point. The the point is you take a day and spend some time with your family and with God. Uh, And he goes on, when you got when you got daughters, always keep them safe. Watch out for vipers. Don't let them indoctrinate. Great advice. Uh, So, you know, when you're praising and worshiping on Sunday, when you're studying, when you're at church, watch out for vipers. Uh, you know, take care of your daughters. So closed on Sunday, you're my Chick-fil-A. You're my number one with the lemonade. <laughs> so, you know, the, the meal, the number one meal with the lemonade. Um, raise our sons, train, train them in the faith through temptations. Make sure they're wide awake. Follow Jesus, listen and obey. No more live, living for the culture. We're nobody's slave. And I love, I love that line. So he, he's actively rejecting, you know, worldly things, the culture. We're not living for the culture. We're living for Jesus. We're nobody's slave. You know, we're, we're a servant to Christ. Um, and then I, I, I love this part. When you, when you listen to the song, it, it, it gets, like, really intense here, and it's awesome. But uh, stand up for my home, even if I take this walk alone. I bow down to the king upon the throne. I really like that line because he's gotten a lot of, he's gotten a lot of flack from, from, you know, obviously the world, uh, you know, the, the, the entertainment culture and all that, but he's gotten a lot of flack from other Christians too. And he's saying, you know what, even if I take this walk alone, uh, I'm going to stand up for my home. What does that mean? Bowing down to the King upon the throne, you know, me and my family, we're going to serve Jesus, no matter what anybody has to say about it. Even if, even if I got to do it by myself, that's what we're, that's what we're going to do. So he goes on, my life is his, I'm no longer my own. See, he's even rejecting the 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 self-godhood that he used to have in this one line here. He used to have an extreme self-godhood, and he's rejecting that. He's no longer his own. His life is, his, Kanye's wife is his, is God's. So he says, I pray to God that he'll strengthen my hand. They will think twice uh, stepping onto my land. I draw the line, it's written in the sand. Uh, try me and you will see that I ain't playing. So he's saying, you know, this is this is sincere. This is genuine. You know, uh, this is a real conversion. Uh, now back off my family. Move your hands. I got my weapons in the spirit's land. Now there, there's another point of theology here too. You know, he's he's got people coming at his family and stuff, but he's saying back off. But where is where is where's his weapons? Is he saying he's going to shoot these people or beat them up or something? No, he's saying he's got his weapons in the spirit's land. That's Ephesians 6. You know, we wrestle not uh, against flesh and blood, but against principalities and all this stuff. And when he says, back off my family, I don't think he's just talking about people who are criticizing him. I think he's talking about those spiritual enemies that Ephesians 6 warns us about and that our weapons are spiritual. We have the the full armor of God that's spiritual in in every item. Uh, And and here he's talking about that. And then check this. Check this out. Uh, Jezebel, don't even stand a chance. Jezebel, don't even stand a chance. Uh, and then he screams out Chick Fil A. But you know the spirit of Jezebel doesn't stand a chance against these these spiritual you know weapons, uh, the the temptations that the the world used to provide him specifically. And I think I think this is a reference to pornography because he's he's come out against pornography quite a bit lately. Uh, so the Jezebel spirit, that kind of stuff. I think it, I think it might have something to do with that. 
but so that's 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 pretty profound, pretty amazing. Um, we didn't look at all of the songs. There's a lot more we could look at, but we've been going for an hour and twenty minutes, and we still got to talk about Epstein. Uh, and I still have a family to uh, get back to today, so uh, we're going to talk about Epstein. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it here, but uh, I would like to know what you genuinely think. Please leave me a comment in the comment section below. Actually, I do got a I do got a few more things to tell you before we go. Uh, first off, like I said, DailyRenegade.com. Um, we, we have sort of paused, uh, I'm going to pull it up so you can see it. We have sort of just for a little bit, just shortly, we've sort of paused, um, you know, production on it, I guess. Uh, but we are still updating it. We're, we're, we're getting back to where we're going to be able to do some more stuff. Um, and there are some things that can really help. So, uh, you could just get a membership. That's like the best ways to go. You can go to plans and pricing here. Just go to dailyrenegade.com. This is the website, dailyrenegade.com. Um, now you'll see there's several things here. You'll see people's shows. We have, excuse me, we have all these original shows. These are all uh, Daily Renegade original shows that you can't find anywhere else. Um, but there's also things here like Colloidal Silver. I mean, these are these are brands that we support because they're they're great brands uh, with great products. Um, you know, I take Kratom every single day. Uh, this company also has CBD, which I also take every single day. It has made my pain extremely manageable, like I, I didn't even think was possible. I have chronic pain. I have a degenerate uh, uh, bone disease, and causes a lot of pain. This takes care of it. So you can click on that if you if you buy through us. Um, we, we get a cut of that and those, those funds help, uh, support daily renegade. Uh, so, you know, this is, this is, here's Tropic Health Kratom down here. So that's Kratom and also CBD. They will take credit cards, which is great. Uh, so we have all our shows. We have, we have some merchandise too, that you can pick up, get a daily renegade shirt or mug. Uh, and we have, we do have more stuff coming up, uh, that we have, uh, we still have to build. Um, So, but yeah, just go to dailyrenegade.com and get a membership. And once again, that website right here, dailyrenegade.com, $10 a month or $100 a year. Get the $100 a year if you can, because you get two months for free. It helps us out more in the long run, Uh, but also it helps you out too. You get two months for free. You just pay once. You don't have to pay for it for another year. You can also find links to some of these things in the uh, description below. There's a coastline kratom, which is which is great, an excellent source of kratom uh, for for pain. It's the highest quality kratom. Uh, there's also uh, CBD uh, Pure and CBD Pets, which is great. So you can find links to all that uh, in the the, the uh, description below. And then of course there was the colloidal, the Pure Colloidal Silver, uh, rated rated number one. It's Silver of Life. Uh, colloidal sil- Silver is great for a lot of things. It's an immune booster, but you can also use it as uh, to clean uh, your house in, and that way you can get these harmful. Uh, cancer-causing chemical cleaners out of your house. That was a lot of C's, a lot of C words. Uh, (laughs) Chemical cleaners out of your house and get something that's not going to harm you or your kids. Uh, Colloidal silver, it's great to clean with. Uh, It works really well. But you can also drink this stuff and boost your immune system. It works great when you're sick. Uh, So check that out. Again, dailyrenegade.com. All of that stuff helps us keep going. 
Um, okay, so we're going to say goodbye to Facebook and YouTube. So members, hang on the line. And please subscribe. Uh, for those who are not members yet, please subscribe to this channel. Uh, subscribe to us on, on Facebook, YouTube. We are basically everywhere, but it's important to do that on uh, YouTube. And you have to click the bell to make sure that notifications are turned on. And listen, YouTube has been really messing with our subscribers, uh, like worse than usual. I'll have to talk about that later because we're out of time. But uh, just make sure you're still subscribed because they've been they've been unsubscribing people uh which is unfortunate but the solution to all of this is we're building our own our own thing we're doing our own thing so we don't have to be dependent on demonic platforms and and uh social media companies like facebook and youtube uh, we, we we shouldn't be dependent on these platforms anyway that's why we're taking steps with daily renegade to create our own thing that we will never have to worry about censorship again uh, so that's why you want to be a member. Come, come and join the family. It helps out uh, what I think is a great ministry. You also help out four other ministries. You can find out more information on the website, but it's two ministries that minister to the Jewish people to try to get them saved, spread the gospel directly in Israel. I mean, they go to Israel uh, to minister to these people. Uh, there's a pro-life ministry, and then there's uh, St. Jude's. So make sure you look, you, you know, so you're supporting 20% of your membership goes to all those things. Uh, so it's really important. All right, uh, so... Members, hang on the line. We're going to talk about Epstein. Everybody else, thank you so much for watching. Till next time, take care. God bless. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you think about uh, this whole Kanye thing, what's been going on, and never forget, Epstein didn't kill himself.